Now I am recording. Recording, get. What? Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm good. <clears throat> Ready? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fancy Foot Fools right. podcast. I'm your friend Richard Yan. Joining me, as always, is your friend Sean Cipher. We're go over week 13. A lot, of, a lot of interesting things happened this week, Sean, and we're going to do a preview of week 14 and get you ready for the playoffs. We hope you're we hope you're in the playoffs. And we hope you're in the bubble at the very least. And if you are, we're going to help you stay or get into the playoffs. And if you're not, we will help you not lose your toilet bowl. So before we get to all of that, Sean, how are you doing and what are you drinking tonight? So I'm doing um, less than ideal, being completely honest. Oh, yeah. Why is that? So um, get home yesterday from work and chilling, you know, maxing, relaxing, chilling all cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When an email comes in and says, uh, wait, this isn't how the song goes. No, not quite. <laughs> Maybe in 2021 it does. When a couple emails, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my inbox hood. <laughs> uh, so I get, I get this email. Uh, hey, we're going to close the office down for uh, some amount of time because uh, someone tested positive for COVID and they were in the office all day. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you so have I'm- to get tested now? I will have to get tested, yeah, and I can't yeah. return to work until I do. Um, mm. I'm just, I'm like, I'm really upset because beforehand we had to like sign a um, like a waiver that said, you know, we're vaccinated and we're gonna wear masks in the building at all time. And then it's just been like me and my my like friend that I made at work wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, we've was... been kind of talk talking about it and being like. Didn't they say they were going to enforce this shit? Like, what's going on? And then come to find out, boom, someone's positive. And just very, very frustrating, you know? Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I hope you don't, hope you don't have it. I fucking hope so, too, man. And it's like, you know, you, 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 uh, get told, like, oh, you came in contact with someone. And so you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I feel like I kind of have a headache. I wonder. Nah, I'm all right. <laughs> and then you're like, hmm, my throat's feeling kind of itchy. Yeah. And Your mind starts making up. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I'm just hoping I'm OK. Um, I'm glad that I get to work from home for at least like this week. Right. That's good. Um, But Hopefully yeah, definitely. <sighs> I fucking hope so, man. But like they really they're already pushing to be like, yeah, we're going to try to get back in next Monday. And I'm like, Sad. y'all are fucking nuts. Sad. Makes no sense, especially since what you do can be done remote. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like, all right, this should make you go. OK, maybe we shouldn't fucking be in offices yet. Yeah. <sighs> but anyways, that's my my uh, frustrating experience to where I'm at. How are you, my man? I'm doing good. Uh, we, the girlfriend and I, have a Kentucky trip coming. Very excited Ooh. about that. We are 
we always wanted to well she's always wanted to visit the south i've been to this a few times i grew i spent some of my childhood there but you know um we so we decided on louisville we both like bourbon i'm drinking a uh basil hayden 10 year right now it's very very good and i'm doing pretty well i'm i'm grateful that i get the opportunity to work yeah <laughs> uh, and my my company is not in the stone ages yeah <laughs> um ung do it ung <laughs> fix computer ung say turn rock off turn rock on <laughs> but the must say in person yes <laughs> must be meeting not email <laughs> okay before we get into football, let's do our quick question of the day. This is an estimation question from Wits and Wagers. Um, the It's amount of some sort, and we're going to try to get as close to it uh, without going over. And I haven't seen the answer, and I haven't even seen the question until now. Sean, you ready? I believe so. <clears throat> For how many years did Bob Barker host The Price is Right? For how many years did Bob Barker host The Price is Right? Jeez. Oh, my God. I have no idea where to start on this one. Um, oh, God. Um, infinite? <laughs> infinite years? I know he stopped hosting when we were, like, in <clears throat> high school? Middle yeah, school? I, 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 like, remember that because it was, like, a big fucking deal. Yeah, I'm going to say 40 years, 40, huh? 40. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it's that like it's a lifetime of this one job. So my. Yeah, like my my brain says it was quite some time and 40 sounds about right. And then I sit and I think about it and I'm like. Wait, but how long was the show around? Mm, that's true. And if he retired when we were in high school, and... I think the show was around before we were... Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like television wasn't that big in the 60s. It wasn't until, like, the 70s that television really came around, at least on the widespread scale. Mm. And... So my brain is saying 70s to say 2010 is 40 years. So you I could think you could go true prices right fashion. Just say one. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, ooh, should I do that? I, I was going to say like you 15 could. or 20. It's but should I do thematic. that just for? Yeah, just for the theme, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Bob. One. <laughs> One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> okay. We'll see who wins at the very end. I hate uh, gaming it like that, but I, I feel like I got to. <laughs> I think it's I think it's on brand here for this one. Yeah. Okay, so we're yeah, gonna go. Oh, what would have been really, really fuck is if you were like twenty and I went twenty one, Bob. Twenty one, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh I hate and love those people. Oh like, yeah. Like, ugh, this guy, but like, he's probably going to win. 
Yeah, like you're the fucking worst, but also like, yeah, it's a hundred percent the correct thing to do, and I would right. absolutely do it if I was there. Right. With real money on the lines, like, yeah, sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> um Okay, on to fantasy football, that thing we play sometimes and brings us joy. Sometimes. Um Does it does it ever? I don't think it ever brings us joy, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, at least. Uh, just a, I really, I really think we just hate it. Just a pit of despair. Um, <laughs> speaking of despair, I'm in glass cage emotion. <laughs> uh, speaking of glass cages of emotion and despair, uh, let's go over injuries. Uh, the quarterback position: Taysom Hill has a mallet finger, considered week to week. Um, weird timeline. Expected to play this week. Uh, I covered him on the waiver show. I think if he's out there, you definitely want to start him. Um, if you can, if you have like a great quarterback, you know, obviously don't start him. But you, I, I think he's a great start. If he does, he threw four interceptions and still scored like 29 fantasy points. Um, it, it, it sounds like he's going to play. So um, I wouldn't be, I'm personally not too worried about this. I don't think it, it affects his passing a little bit, but Taysom Hill doesn't, it's, he doesn't make his name on his pass. Let's be real. Um, Joe Burrow has a dislocated pinky considered day to day. Um, this could be really bad for the Bengals if Joe Burrow is out. Who's the, do we know what the back, what the backup situation is there? I think it might still be Ryan Finley. I think. I mean, I'm pulling it up right now. Behind Joe Burrow is ba ba da ba. Brandon Allen. Oh, Brandon Allen. Jeez, <laughs> fastest man alive. I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that name in I don't know, like a year. I think because I'm pretty sure he played us last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played like one game. Arkansas College, Arkansas University. Great, Brandon Allen. Um, this is bad, and uh, a dislocated pinky does not sound very fun, and does not seem like a day-to-day -day injury. I feel like that's like a serious thing. Um, well, what do I know? I'm not a football player, so be on the lookout for that. If you have your Jamar Chase, if you picked up T. Higgins, um, be very wary of that. Tyrod Taylor has a wrist injury. You know, we've heard broken, sprained. And bench because he's bad. So um, look for updates on this one. I guess we're not really sure. Yeah, uh, there's multiple different like quote unquote reports. And uh, it's just it's not painting a clear picture. So yeah. keep an eye on it. I mean, hopefully you don't have to rely on Tarad this week. Um, hopefully you don't have to rely on Davis Mills either. Because they're, I guess they're playing the Seahawks. That's not too bad, I guess, right? Not too bad, yeah. But try to get Taysom Hill. Um, this is a this is a pretty terrible injury upcoming, Sean. The the worst of them all. Mike Glennon has a case of, uh, bad at footballitis. Shockingly oh, common man. disease among giraffes. Uh, yeah, this is this is heartbreaking. Really, it's. Honestly, I, I've seen this coming. I think he's had this disease his entire career. He, he's certainly shown the, the symptoms for 
many, many years now. And I, on top of that, he has a concussion. So that's just like insult. Yeah, like, salt in the wound. Yeah. Um, and he's week to week. So next man up in New York. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. State Farm. <laughs> I would love, I would love if he fucking introduced himself like that on the like, <laughs> on the college thing. Yeah. Jake Fromm. State Farm. <laughs> the State Farm. <laughs> They're like, come on, Nance. Everybody gets the gym deal. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Jim, I don't know. I think it's just for Rogers. <laughs> um, so Jake Fromm from Georgia. He played there during the electric Sony Michelle Nick Chubb uh, lightning and thunder days. And... um. Uh, I don't think he's a great quarterback uh, because Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb pretty much ran that entire team. So this really sucks for Jake Fromm and probably everyone on the Giants. Okay, yeah, probably. Move- <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, we got Elijah. We got running backs now. Elijah Mitchell has a concussion reported Monday. This is concerning. Normal yeah. concussion uncertainty here. What are you gonna say, Sean? The the fact that he went back into the game and played and then came out was fine. And then like on Monday reported symptoms. That's really concerning. Right. Uh, he could have possibly played. Yeah, and and the delayed the delayed symptoms of a concussion um tend to be a sign that like it was a little more serious or a little more, you know. Oh really? I well concerning i guess would be the word i'd use um so yeah really keep an eye on this i know elijah has been a savior for for many people this year in particular uh myself included and it's this is an important one for sure to keep an eye on all week yeah get a hold of jamichael hasty if you can uh mention him on the wish show not that he's a great replacement for elijah mitchell but at least you'll have something because Jeff Wilson Jr. is also uh, <laughs> going to be week to week. He is a long time sufferer. I didn't even I haven't heard of this disease, Sean, but it's a uh, made of paperitis. Oh yeah, Am I you pronouncing no? that right? I uh, know made of paperitis. Made of paperitis. I see. Yes, yes. I'm not good, I'm not good in my Hippocratic uh, pronunciation. Yeah, it's it's tough. It it really is. Um <laughs> and we don't we don't want to talk too much about um his made of paper disc because it, it could be a violation of his hippo rights. Um <laughs> and so we don't wanna upset any hippopotamuses. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. His, I mean his knee is acting up once again. He's gonna be week to week. Uh such is such is tradition for Jeff Wilson Jr. Right. Uh, like I don't know. Kyle Shanahan must just be like I want the most brittle bones <laughs> possible you in know, my I'm running backs. Maybe there is no strength and conditioning coach in San. Maybe he's like, we can really shave some budget off and pay me a little more. It's it's just fucking Kyle Shanahan's gym buddy. 
<laughs> who like really doesn't know much but like mm-hmm. reads reads you know like a couple articles every now and then and like mm-hmm. he's like yeah no just fuck it you got it man you can squat that bro yeah yeah, yeah. and he's like listening to his i like to his ipod like just sitting far away yeah and like uh coach what do i i did my sets what do i do here takes out an airpod it's like what I, just, just, I, I don't know, I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, keep going until you can't no more, man. That's, that's how you push. Right, yeah. You gotta push past your boundaries, and it's like the day <laughs> before the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miles Sanders has an ankle sprain. Same ankle, unfortunately, as before. He may be done for the fantasy season, or he might come back after the bye week, according to different estimations. It is, once again, frustrating to be a Miles Sander manager. Um, but this opens the way for Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Boston Scott was out with an illness this past week. Um, we're unsure how long that illness will persist. Generally, it's one week. Um, and Jordan Howard might be back this week. So, or right. like might be back during the next game, at least. I... If it's not Miles Sanders, I think you just avoid this backfield. Um, Damien Harris, hamstring, expected back after the week 14 bye. Um, keep a close eye on this if you're depending on Damien Harris, one of your main running backs. Um, and that's it for running backs. Uh, let's move on to tight ends and wide receivers. Logan Thomas has a knee injury. Could be hyperextended. Could be an ACL tear. Could be an MCL tear. The team hasn't released any info because... Except that they believe it isn't an ACL. So, really, this could be anything. And um, thankfully, I don't think it's bad at football-itis. Uh, it could be made of paper-itis. Made of paper could, Yeah, it really could be. I, I really hope not, though. Yeah. Seems like the Washington tight end position is just, like, they give them made of paper tests. Yeah, it could be. I mean... Right. I wouldn't put it past Dan Snyder to experiment on his players. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, <laughs> Take that, Dan. <laughs> Adam Thielen, left high ankle sprain. Going to be out multiple weeks. Probably going to be out for the rest of the fantasy season. Right, Sean? Pretty heartbreaking, especially if you've been... Especially since Adam Thielen has been such like an underrated, impactful player for fantasy teams. Um, it was really sex. I am. I did some conjecture on where the vacated targets will go, particularly the vacated red zone targets. Um, I personally see it as going to KJ Osborne and Tyler Conklin and a little bit to Justin Jefferson, but who freaking knows? It could all go to Justin Jefferson and Justin Jefferson's like only relevant player on this team. Um, who knows? Who knows? I really, I really have to appreciate the way you just said that, where you're like, yeah, uh, I did some research into where the targets would go, and I think it could be, and then just name all the relevant skill position players. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's that, that's that, uh, I get to all. take credit next week. Th- th- I, I like it. I didn't say Alexander Madison. See? <laughs> you're a fucking natural at this, man. <laughs> My Wait a minute, analysis. is that Colin Coward on the other side? <laughs> Quarterbacks are like are like insurance salesmen. 
<laughs> right, Wait, Joy? How do you feel about Baker Mayfield? Oh, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him, hate him, hate him. Uh, tell him come on the show. I'll talk to him. Here's Joy with the news. See, the reason I don't like Baker Mayfield is I don't think he can carry this team. He's not a leader. <laughs> have, you, a, have you seen the Browns? Do they look inspired? God, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> I like him. I, I think he's he's definitely dramatizing everything he says. Um, oh, he's so good at his job. Yeah. You know, like, I really respect it. He is good at it. Mm. Man, I can't stand him because of it. <laughs> you can't stand the job. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, last but not least, we got Corey Davis. He's got a core muscle injury out for the year. Very unfortunate um, for Corey. This could be Corey Davis. Corey. E. Davis, that they took. He injured the first four <laughs> letters of his name. That's oh man, Can't that's killer. That. I don't know the timeline on that. <laughs> It'd be like if I had a rich injury and you had a Sean injury. Yeah, I don't. Oof, <laughs> that's rough. I can't. I can't imagine how long <laughs> it would take me to recover. Um, they say that he should be ready for off-season activities tomorrow or tomorrow off-season activities next year, so um, he should be fine, but this, I imagine this puts a real damper on the on the momentum he's built up this season. Um, but this does open the way for Elijah Moore, who had a great game last game, so um, I guess we'll see what happens here, and we'll see if Zach Wilson can can maintain his, his goose, which we'll talk about momentarily. Um, so that is all we have for news and notes. Oh, one one last um, thing of non-injury news. The Panthers have fired Joe Brady, uh, proclaimed uh, <laughs> offensive genius in the offseason, and uh, real fall from grace this season. So I'm I'm kind of torn. I feel like at the same time, like we we had a terrible offensive line, we had a shaky quarterback situation. You can only blame the guys so much, but people on the Panther subreddit seem to think that a lot of it is his fault. So who knows? It's always interesting being a Panthers fan. I I uh, can't say I recommend it to people, but it is always interesting. So you know, uh, I'll say this: I, yeah. I I don't entirely know how Joe Brady is in AC because, like like you said, you know. There are a lot of other compounding factors, mm-hmm. but I think we can say with absolute certainty that he was not the best consonant vowel consonant Brady in the NFC South. Ah, 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 yes, consonant vowel. No, but he he's consonant vowel vowel. Oh my God, that's why. That's you're right. What if he was cha- God, if he was John Brady. John Brady, he would <laughs> fucking tear it up. Job Brady? Job. <laughs> Job. Job Brady. <laughs> Man, imagine if he was John and he was the OC for Tom. <laughs> they would have won that Super Bowl against the Giants. They would have gone undefeated. John and Tom. John wow. and Tom. 
He sounds I, like he's from Boston, even, you know? <laughs> yeah, John. When I hear John Brady, I just feel like it's Tom Brady with like a mustache and glasses. <laughs> yeah. Be like, I'm a no. uh, John Brady. Football? You mean like uh, soccer? <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh, these rings? I I just made them. I, I... Got, got them at Party Depot. <laughs> Party Depot. <laughs> um, okay, let's look ahead to week 14, get you ready for your matchups. And we're going to start with a spicy one, Sean. Thursday night football, Pittsburgh at Minnesota. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming, coming to the north. And uh, how are they looking? Six, five, and one. Vikings are five and seven. Um, this seems to be a pretty even matchup. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger has had some good games recently. So, what do you think of your Steelers' chances here? And uh, also, I guess talk about the fantasy piece. Lord only knows, man, because. <laughs> This is this is a game of two franchises who who the way their games play out just makes me completely uncertain because the Steelers every game comes down to the fucking last play because we can't have a comfortable lead at all. So, you know, there's that. And then every Vikings game comes down to a last minute field goal. You know, like this game just turn on the last five minutes because that's what's going to decide it. And, you know, like the Steelers are one of those teams where we're just like, you know, we get our shit pushed in by the Bengals and then we go and we play really competitive football with the Ravens and pull out a win. (laughs) And now the Vikings have been playing exactly the same where like they beat the fucking Packers and then they just lost to the Lions. That was an incredible victory. My yeah, like dude, uh, St. Brown. This is this is the fucking game of two teams that refuse to win games they should win. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I have no idea who's going to win this fucking game. What happens? I have to imagine or a stoppable force meets a movable. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's uh, it's I really don't know. Um. I have to imagine the Vikings take this at home, but also it's Thursday night football and it's the Vikings. So I feel like it's going to be a defensive game. Yeah. Um, and Pittsburgh I do, has I, better defense. I do think so. I, I do. Um, I think that this has potential to be a pretty high scoring game as well. So yeah. when it comes to fantasy football, you know, I'm, I'm, Starting, excuse me, starting Deontay, starting Najee. I think you can start Claypool because the Vikings cornerbacks feel like in a, a matchup he can take advantage of. And Pat Fryermuth is someone that I'm, you know, I'm happy playing Pat Fryermuth in this matchup. I know, I, I believe. Had a down week you know, last week. He did, which is weird because he was playing against a, a team that's actually a pretty good matchup for, uh, yeah. for tight ends in the in the um, Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know. This week he's got a harder, uh, tougher matchup in the Vikings, so you can start him 
at this point, you probably are starting him in every week if you have him. You're and saying, you're saying he's got a lot to prove. The Mooth has a lot to prove. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine your face right now. It's too bad we're not a video podcast yet. You know, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to. Ah. Oh, that was terrible. Throw them off their rhythm. I'm co- I'm broken, dude. I'm broke. You fucking broke me. I'm I'm all I'm all tightly wound now. I need to loosen up. Uh, on the Vi- on the Viking th- side of things. Yes. Uh I'm I I'm starting Justin Jefferson, of course. Right. And do you like Osborne start- or Conklin? I actually I do like Osborne. And I'll probably be starting him this week myself. And I do like Conklin. So I'm I don't. Curious, I'm curious to see your, hear your thoughts on this. I talk about how, how I talk about this in the waiver show. You can catch it on uh, Tuesdays right here on the podcast. Um, I talked about this on that show where KJ Osborne, when, when Adam Thielen went out last week, he pretty much slid right into his role. Um. Got like a lot of targets, a lot of snap percentage, um, a good amount of red zone targets as well. And he pretty much did his best Adam Thielen imitation. And I said, like, since Adam Thielen got hurt mid game, I feel like they were just trying to keep the game plan together and just like slid people around and didn't like actually create a new game plan for the players they now have. Um, so I'm unsure. I'm not quite sure what this Vikings offense will look like now that they have a week to game plan without Adam Thielen. I imagine the talent will win out, right? KJ Osborne, Tyler Conklin could it, are going to stay, you know, as the people who get the most targets. But I don't know. Conklin might get all the red zone targets that Adam Thielen used to get, or maybe all the red zone targets just go to Justin Jefferson. Who knows? Um. Do you do you think anything like that will happen or do you think the Vikings offense? will? Um, I think honestly, I think they'll probably lean into the run a little more. So, okay. I mean, it's it's just how they want to run it up there. Um, Zimmer wants to run, 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 run. And I think eventually, you know, they'll probably have to throw. And when that happens, honestly, like. I think Justin uh, uh, Justin Jefferson should have a great game. Mm-hmm. I think KJ Osborne is going to have a pretty solid game. I'm not really expecting anything more than like wide receiver three with maybe wide receiver two range if he catches a, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he's been fairly productive this year, even getting pretty limited snaps. So him moving up into that second wide receiver role, I could really see him having a really good game. Conklin is the guy I'd expect to get most of the red zone looks, though. He already gets a lot of red zone looks, and I think he'll be he'll be the guy Kirk is most comfortable with down there in the red zone Hmm. now that Thielen's out. Makes sense to me. Um, And we like Alexander Madison, right? Uh huh. Great. Yeah, he'll he'll just get so much volume. What are you going to say? I was going to say also. I just read a stat uh, that I wanted to share. 
mm-hmm. because it's the Steelers. So uh, the Steelers game. Yeah. So the Steelers lead the NFL with 37 sacks. That holds up. They will have led the league in sacks in five consecutive seasons. Hot damn. Now, this is the stat that made me go, (laughs) sick. The Steelers have led the league in sacks every year since drafting TJ Watt. (laughs) Yep, makes sense. God, I love that man. (laughs) You know, he has 16 sacks in 10 games this year. That's insane. Isn't that fucking bonkers? That's almost two per game. Almost. Yeah. That man is not fair. I love him so much. And, knock on wood, throw salt over my shoulders. He doesn't seem so far as it Don't. Don't even fucking say it. He seems to not share a characteristic <laughs> with his brother. I'll just say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> so he has, he's been, he's missed a couple games this year, so. Yeah. So, this is probably the first year where he's, he's shown some, some JJ. I mean, hey, all those sacks, he's not, he's not sacking pillows out there, you know? No, no, he's not. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of the NFC North, Baltimore plays at Cleveland on Sunday. Um, this is a very tight divisional matchup, right? I say that just because it's the NFC or the AFC North. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Take a look at the standings. The AFC North is, 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 is 50-50. Every fucking game. It drives me <laughs> bonkers. So the Ravens are currently in first at eight and four, but they've lost two in a row now. Bengals are behind them at seven and five. Steelers after that, six, five, and one. Browns at six and six. So this is Boy. they are one game out from each other. Um, except for the Ravens. They're two games out from well, I guess it's based on losses, right? So, um, and the Steelers are are have a four game winning streak going. This is tight. No, we, no, so, we don't. You don't? No. We lost oh. last week to the Bengals. Oh yeah, we sorry. had a four game win streak going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys are right outside the bubble. Um, if the Browns beat the Ravens here, it puts you, it puts you neck and neck with the Ravens. Um. So this is a pretty key matchup. What do we think is going to happen? I mean, Lamar Jackson has not been having a good time recently. Um, something, And he specifically had a very bad game against the Browns last week or right. two weeks ago two now. Two weeks ago. When he threw four interceptions. Yeah. And it feels like a lot of those interceptions go to Mark Andrew. Like he's targeting Mark Andrew. And either it's like a great fucking highlight play or it's an interception. Either way, it's a highlight play. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I think the reason it happens so much with targeting Mark Andrews is because Mark Andrews is his number one target. You know, like mm. he that's his guy. And so that that's it makes a ton of sense when you think about it. Right. This offense, I feel like and Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman has kind of I've kind of not been in the picture as of late. I feel like. Um, yeah, it's it's. The offense is struggling really bad because of mostly because of injuries on their on their uh, offensive line. And it's really just Lamar doesn't have any fucking time. So 
it's kind of like he's honestly kind of doing the best he can, you know, like, yeah. Um, and on the other side, it's all about Nick Chubb, who did not also had a pretty flop game last week uh, after having a monster game coming out, coming back from his injury. Um, this is he rushed for 16 yards <laughs> last week, which is or sorry, the week before against Baltimore. So they really knew how to contain Nick Chubb. Um. So it seems this this to me feels like a very defensive oriented matchup. So um, I feel like there's not many fantasy pieces to be started here. Besides, uh, you do have to start Nick Chubb. He's a start your studs in, in that category. Um, Devonta Freeman seems like a pretty good floor play at this point. Yeah. Um, Freeman Lamar Jackson. Ben. Good. Yeah. It's gross, but he has been good. It's crazy. It's the man that defies expectations. Um, yeah, he had a monster game last week. 14 for 52 and one. Eight targets, caught five of them for 45 yards. That's pretty freaking insane. Um, so definitely start the two running backs here. And then I guess you got to start Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, I mean... I don't think there's a world you sit him unless you have like another top tier quarterback, which I I mean, maybe if you went Lamar in the third and then third ish and then like Mm -hmm. got Jalen Hurts later, but he's on by. So like you wouldn't start Taysom Hill over him. No. mm. It's tough, right? (laughs) Only because it's the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't make me make that decision. See, Ugh. this is what we're telling you, people. Starting your studs is not is not easy. Because no. sometimes everything's going against your stud and everything's going for a non-stud and you got to really make that tough decision. Yeah, uh, last week. I mean, last week you and I talked about this. I called you up yeah. because I was like, I need to talk this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ended up sitting Zeke on Thursday night. How did that work out for you? Fucking like, awesome. You. Okay, good. Javante Williams, dad dicked the Chiefs defense. Yeah. yeah, he did. But that coaching staff sucks, so they kept being like, no, Teddy, throw it on third and one. <laughs> Who's even coaching Idiot. there now? Is it still Vic Fangio? I for the fucking yeah, for maybe two more weeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they just signed all their receivers, so like they gotta get gotta get things going. Um yeah. oh man, that we'll talk to them when we get there. I do think I would stick with Lamar though. I can't yeah, imagine same. I just can't imagine having the balls to do that to to start Taysom over him and and you got to you got to try and push away four interceptions because yeah. that shouldn't happen again you know like it really shouldn't right uh who knows um Jacksonville is playing at Tennessee this is a AFC South battle a lot of divisional matchups this week um before before we get too far into that, I really just want to ask really quick. Yeah. Do you start Hollywood Brown? Ugh, it's tough. Like, he's not quite in start your studs category. 
He was for the first few weeks, right? He was, yeah, but he's been on yeah. kind of a slide. He's had, uh, despite a lot of targets, like, holy shit, a lot of targets. Um, he, in half PPR, he's only had wow. five, 5.7. Then he missed the Chicago game, and then 9.1, 8, 8.0 since week 10, and it's just... I don't know. I you could. I guess you could attribute it to Lamar having having kind of a slide. And if you think Lamar will will get it back together in this during this last playoff run, um, maybe. But I don't know. I think Marquise Brown for me is in flex category. What about you? So, would you? So I do think you continue to start him. He he's getting. He's had a lot, like multiple, multiple weeks of double digit targets, and he is their number one guy. And you just have to lower your expectations, you know, earlier on in the year. Yeah, you were like, yeah, he's 20 points a game sick. But now, yeah, lower it. He might be like he's like probably nine points a game right now until he isn't. And yeah, nine points a game. Wide receiver three flex. You want to play a name game? Marquise Brown sure. or DK Metcalf? Uh, I think Brown. DK Metcalf. Really? Okay. Marquise Brown, Mike Williams against New York Giants. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, yeah. Marquise Brown, Elijah Moore. Fuck. Uh, that's really tough. I don't know. Elijah, I feel like it's not, he's not consistent enough yet. He's been on a fucking rip, though, dude. He I has. mean, he has been, he has been consistent. He's been fucking, like, real consistent. In PPR, he's at 20 20.6, 9.3, 29.6, 13.4, 27.4, 13.1, 10.2, the bye week. I kind of feel like he might be a start your stud for the second half of this season. Wow. I mean, he's just, he's doing it, man. Yeah, and, and fair enough. Honestly, the only reason and I know I just said start your stud, but the only reason I'd have any hesitation here is because it is Zach Wilson. It is yep. the New Orleans Saints defense. Yep. I don't know if he's going to get covered by Marshawn Lattimore. I feel like he will. Yeah. And so this week, I think I would go Hollywood Brown, despite the fact that I literally did just say he's kind of edging towards the start. Your studs He's not quite there yet, <laughs> but man, he's been doing really well. And, and I just, I like haven't realized how well he's been doing until I just looked at that, you know? Yeah. I, I'm actually kind of shocked myself. Um, Jesus, he's going to be, he's going to be so overvalued next year in drafts. Um, okay, it last... might be the correct value though. I don't know. It's still the Jets at the end of the day. It's still the Jets. I know it's tough. Uh, last one Marquise Brown or Keenan Allen? Uh, I keep if I he plays Keenan Allen, I think Keenan Allen. Okay, yeah, Keenan's been phenomenal lately. It yep. just depends on if he comes off the COVID list or not. Jacksonville at Tennessee AFC South matchup. Um, not as competitive as the game we just covered. Um, but 
Jacksonville is looking for their third win. And Tennessee is trying to get even with the Patriots. Um, maybe snag that first place spot. So, um, the Jags uh, are winning this, right? <laughs> we said that. Yes, we said that last week when the Jags played the played the Rams. Yeah, but and, if you say it every week, eventually you're going to look like a genius. <laughs> I think I do think the Jags win one more game this season. I feel like they have th- it in them. I think they like legitimately have a chance this week because of how how like banged up the Titans are. They're so banged up and like they have been so fucking they've been so up and down. They've had games where they look like utter garbage. Yeah. And then they've had games where it's like, wow, this team's unstoppable. <laughs> so if if the Jags get the right the right Titans, they could actually pull out a W here. I maybe. I mean, it's a divisional matchup, right? That what that's what makes me feel like maybe, maybe. Um, not a lot of fancy pieces to be honest on on either of these teams. AJ Brown still out. Julio Jones still out. Um, who do we start here? Dontrell Hilliard, Donta Foreman. I... So I think Dontrell Hilliard is a good play. Um, he he really was impressive the week before their bye, and I think that this coaching staff will have seen that and will have utilized the bye to kind of shift more towards him. That being said, it is still up in the air what this backfield is like. So you can't be too confident rolling him out. But he also got a lot of volume and this is still a run heavy team. So I do think you can start Hilliard. I wouldn't start Foreman because he's looked fairly iffy, you know. Um, yeah. And as for wide receivers, I th- I think I'd start Nick Westbrook Akine. But I can't I can't think of anyone else I'd start, you know, like Josh Reynolds. He's on the Lions now. He is. Yeah, they waved him a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. Right. Or or Josh Reynolds. (laughs) Go from a potentially championship team to the worst team in the league. Yeah, he's been producing pretty well in Detroit, so kind of better for him. Yeah, I guess. Um, on the Jag side, James Robinson has kind of been on a slide. Did not do very well last week. Had 24 yards. Uh, three yards per carry. It's pretty... Um, they did play the LA Rams, which is a tough defense, admittedly. Tennessee won't be as difficult. Neither will Houston and New York Jets, the upcoming two games. Um, the Jets the Jets and Houston, I feel like they could they could pull it out. The Jags. Um, yeah, agreed. Do you? How do you feel about James Robinson? I feel like personally, he's like in a flex category, where if I have like Jonathan Taylor on by this week and I need someone to fill in, I, I could, I'd be fine with James Robinson, but I wouldn't be itching to start him. No, I wouldn't be itching to start him, but I do think that he's 
an RB two, you know, like you, you have to have some seriously good depth to, to bench him this week, I think. And the mm-hmm. Titans defense is not super good and he tends to get a ton of volume. So I, I would be starting James Robinson. I think that's it for the Jags though, right? Yeah, the receivers are hard to trust. Trevor Lawrence isn't quite there yet. And uh, our darling Dan Arnold is is sadly not with us. Decapitated. Whole <laughs> big thing. Another divisional matchup for you, Sean. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. How do, how's Patrick Mahomes treating you? What's it like to be a Patrick Mahomes manager these days? Honestly, um, I have him in in Dynasty, and yeah, he's had his ups, he's had his downs, but a good amount I, I of really, downs. huh? A good amount of downs. He he definitely year. has had a, a lot of them. <laughs> um, but I mean, like he he's he hasn't killed me yet. And he's won me multiple weeks on his own. So that experience, yeah, I'm loving him. But yeah. if I'm in redraft, ooh, man, I, I don't know how I'd be feeling about Mahomes. Yeah, I might have. I might have traded Mahomes after the Green Bay game when he had three like meh games in a row. Um, And then he blew up for for 49 points, so. Obviously, I would have regretted it there, but um, actually, he uh, has cost me one week in Dynasty. Yeah, was it yeah. week seven? Yes, it was week seven. <laughs> That's his worst game. Um, so you got to start him. This is he's firmly in the start your stud. You can't sit him because you can he can get you fifty points. Like that's twice as much as a good quarterback performance. So like. Yeah, I mean, literally, he had he had just about 50 points the last time he played Las Vegas. So and that was in Las Vegas. I, I'm fully confident starting him this week. I really wouldn't hesitate. Um, Kelsey Hill, definitely you start. Clyde seems like um, he's gone. He's gone back in the swing of things. Um, and this it's kind of like a foursome now instead of a threesome, which is which is good. We like more options in Kansas City. On the Las Vegas side, is that is that a thing? Is Kansas City a state of swingers? Oh yeah, huh? I, I, I didn't learn. I didn't watch swingers enough to make a reference. Um, <laughs> but moving on to Las Vegas, Derek Carr is trash. What? <laughs> yep. Uh. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> I think you said I uh, you said trash? Me? No. I someone would... someone somewhere said trash and I I would never <laughs> besmirch the name of Derek Carr. How <laughs> dare you, sir? Derek farts. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck killed fucking, him, man. Fucking got him. Derek um, carry him out to the dumpster. Because oh, he's trash. <laughs> the man has a family. They all wear <laughs> eyeliner. He had a family and then they watched him play football. <laughs> uh, really living up to his brother's 
his brother's name here. Um, <laughs> it's just Waller and Jacobs here, right? No, Renfro has been fucking awesome, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. Renfro's been, been great. Not been keeping up with yeah, Clemson. It's, it's Clemson accountant. superstar. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I'll uh, file your taxes and then catch a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he so he has a lot in, of targets. Yeah, you're right. In PPR specifically, he's been really good in in half PPR. He's still been pretty freaking good, you know, um, but not as good as he's been in PPR, obviously. Yeah. When you're catching seven, seven uh, passes a game. Yeah, you're going to be a lot better in the full point format. But it, I, I would start Renfro and I would start Josh Jacobs. I'm not fully confident in Waller this week. Why is that? He's he's been kind of banged up this year and coming off the injury. I'm not 100 percent on him. I, I almost would rather sit him this week if I can. Obviously, it's Waller. So if you're like, nope, starting him, he's my stud. I don't blame you. And also, you probably don't have a great option behind him. So I'm fine with starting him. But if you can pivot this week, I would just because he's returning from injury. Would you start if he plays? He's considered day to day right now. If he plays, mm -hmm. would you start Darren Waller or Tyler Conklin? I'd start Tyler Conklin. Okay. Darren Waller or Zach Ertz. Ertz. Okay. Darren Waller or D Noah Fant. Darren Waller. Okay. No, wait. They're playing the Lions. Noah Fant. Okay. Darren Waller or Tyler Higby. Darren Waller. Okay. There we go. Because then I was going to do Foster Moreau, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> Darren Waller or his backup. <laughs> um, okay, next we got New Orleans at the New York Jets. Um, let's start with let's start with the New Orleans side. If Taysom Hill plays, which we, um, this means good things for obviously Taysom Hill. Kamara probably is still going to be Kamara, and you got to start him, and he give you what he gives you. Is he yet? Have we gotten like any updates on him? Because he has not played in what five weeks now. I so there's no in additional report since last week's game. Um, oh man, two, three, four games. He's missed four games so far. Yeah. Yikes, man! The top, the top fucking half of the first round has been brutal <laughs> this year. Yeah. Like who are you? Who are you happy with in the first? Honestly, Jonathan? dude, like it. It sounds fucking crazy, but I'm happy. I'm like thrilled with Zeke because yeah. of how bad the guys ahead of him and behind him have done. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he hasn't been phenomenal, but Christ, it could have been so much worse. Let me. Let's just. Can I find a nice ADP here? Here we go. Let's let's just take a look, a short detour at to take a look at the first round of this year and uh, wallow in a little misery. <clears throat> Number one, Christian McCaffrey. Oof. Number two, Dalvin Cook. He's been OK. Yeah, um, he's been he's been 
I think you're happier with him than you are sad. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry, probably happier than you are sad. Yeah, it was, it was fucking, it was a cocaine hit while you had him, but (laughs) now your team's probably dead. (laughs) Um, Alvin Kamara, right, very, that's a slow, slow death. Um, Zeke, you're happy with Nick Chubb. You're, I don't don't know. Happy with Chubb, not at six. No, uh, Aaron Jones, I think you're okay with. He's been up and down, but um, not terrible. Devontae Adams seems to be a great pick looking back on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, the pick of the year. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I I think you're no, that's still Cooper Cup, right. From a pure value perspective, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, you're probably sad with. Travis Kelsey, you're fine. And um, Tyree Kill, you're fine. So that's like Are more. You? I think you're kind of more upset with Tyree Kill in the first. Why? Because of his up and down nature. Yeah, I mean, he's had. I mean, listen to these. Listen to his points in, in half point PPR. 32. Four. Great. Not great. Seven. Not great. 42. Holy shit. 11. Not great. 18. Oh, pretty good. 10. Nah. Not great. 21. Pretty good. Five. Ugh. 24. Yay. 16. Eh. Three. Blech. Right? Like, <laughs> I can't imagine you're happy with that production. Yeah, you're right. And no one really saw the Patrick Mahomes slide coming. Um, yeah, I, think that's, I wonder. That's the weirdest thing about this. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's what it is with Hill. I wonder if it's just because Mahomes isn't doing as good as he was. Or if it is. No, no, no. This is just how Tyreek Hill is. And last, last year, was, year was. Right. Last year was the fluke. So I have to wonder which it is. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see next season. So it's Taysom. It's Deontay Harris. I do like Deontay Harris. He does get targeted a lot when Taysom's on the field. Uh, he um, is suspended. Really? Yeah, DUI. Oh, jeez. They're dropping Three like flies suspension. in New Orleans. I will, I will verify that, but I'm 90% certain that it's... Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Suspended three games. Yeah. Ugh, sad. Rip. Uh, Next up is... Kenny Stills? <laughs> I, I can't imagine there's a wide receiver you're starting in this game, right? Yeah, absolutely not. I think it's just... Taysom, do you like Mark Ingram? Yeah, I do because the the, the Jets' run defense is horrible. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, and then on the Jets' side, we talked about Tevin Coleman in the waiver wire show. I really like him this week. Um, and I think as we said earlier, Elijah Moore sounds like he's in based on those numbers that I just heard earlier. I think he's definitely in the start your studs category. Yeah, it really, really could be. I'm not like, sold on it, but 
it's it's a shaky foundation, right? Because he's with the Jets, and the Jets could just collapse at any moment. Um, so, but if they if they do, you know, lose the lead or never have the lead, they're going to be throwing a lot, and they're probably going to be throwing to Elijah Moore a lot because he's proven he's the most talented person on this on this receiving core. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, Dallas is playing at Washington. This Washington has been kind of uh, frustrating to watch because as a Terry McLaurin manager, McLaurin has, is just severely handicapped by, by the Washington offense and the quarterback situation and all of that. Antonio Gibson seems to be back online, had a great game last week. Um, and Logan Thomas is out for probably the probably at least the fantasy season. Um, so for me, it's really just, uh, McLaurin and Gibson. I mean, do you like Taylor Heineke in this game? Maybe it's a shootout. Um, I do kind of like Heineke in this game. I imagine it'll be higher scoring. And I mean, I think it'll lead to him having a good game. Yeah. And if Ricky Seals Jones is back, I think you can start Ricky Seals Jones. He did do pretty well. Uh, when when um, mm-hmm. and on the Dallas side, he did okay. Yeah, CD is back. Baby, Amari's back. Right, he only had COVID. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> on the Dallas side, everyone seems to be back. Michael Gallup, Amari uh, Cooper, CD Lamb had a CD Lamb had a great game um, last week. And this is the all all oh god. What's the phrase? All systems go for the Dallas Cowboys. Um Yeah. Playing against a pretty soft defense here. Are we expecting just a lights out performance from them? Um, not entirely. The Washington football team on the year has been a soft defense, but they've seemed to have stepped it up and kind of been getting their shit together these past uh, few weeks. So it could be that the Washington football team is back to kind of what we thought they would be coming into the year. Um, but tough. To, I'm not sold that they are yet. I think you're starting CD and I think you're starting Cooper and Zeke Dalton Schultz. I'm still out on Michael Gallup. I realize he's had two good weeks in a row, but one week he was the only wide receiver. And then last week, Amari Cooper was barely in the game. And he was the number two. Yep. He, he's back to number three if Amari's fully healthy again. Monitor Amari and pay attention to the reports. And if Amari Cooper is expected to kind of not be 100%, then I think you could start Gallup. But if Cooper's 100%, <sighs> excuse me. But if Cooper's 100%, I'm sitting Gallup. I imagine who will be right. I mean, he had a limited role on Thursday night football last week, but he's had a long week um, to recover. He only caught two passes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, So you could tell he was not. You could tell he shouldn't have been in that game. um, Yeah, I agree with Sean. I I most likely think. I think that most likely that Amari Cooper will play and will be at full strength. So, yeah, 
it'd be tough to start Gallup in that situation. Um, and Zeke is Zeke. Trot him out. Atlanta at Carolina. This is a battle for the playoff bubble. Sean, we're we're five and seven, and we're on the playoff bubble. Isn't that crazy? Are you really? Yeah. Let me, let me verify. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Because it, it's really like the top four teams in each division, or the top team in each division, and then the rest of the divisions are pretty. Yeah. Pretty, there's that pretty tight. There, there's that bonus seven team that goes mm-hmm. to the playoffs, which is nice. The entire yeah. NFC South is five and seven, except for the Bucks. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, the NFC South. Yeah, I love mess. it. Always a mess. And then every like five years, one of us is like really fucking good. We really we take turns in the NFC South, you know? Like yeah. sometimes, sometimes the Panthers win, sometimes the Saints win. Uh, rarely do the Bucks win, and sometimes the Falcons win. Do the Falcons say, ever really win? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Atlanta, their offense is uh, held together with duct tape. Kyle Pitts has been a disappointment. Is that what we're calling Cordero Patterson? Duct tape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Held together by Cordero Patterson tape. Um, and it's he's the only one I really feel good about starting. I mean, I talked about Russell Gage as a good bye week fill-in in the waiver wire show, but I'm not, like, keen on starting him, right? Like, if I don't have a major injury at wide receiver flex or, and I don't have um, someone on by this week that at those positions. And I don't want to try and start Russell Gage. Um, Cause you just never know this, this, the receiving options in this, in this offense are just so unpredictable because so much of it just flows through so much. Of the offensive production just flows through Cardero. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, I mean, it is, it's quite literally just fucking Cordero. Like it's not even like Kyle Pitts is getting targets, but like he's not producing, you know, like it's, yeah, it's Russell Gage. He's had two good weeks, but then before that he was bad. And it's just so hard to trust literally anyone except Patterson on this team. And it's, it's insane. To yeah. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the Panthers are are a tough defense, so <laughs> any any potential upside those guys have is just uh, squelched. Um, and then on the Panthers side, Cam Newton got benched last game, so we're not quite sure who's going to play quarterback. It's probably still going to be Cam Newton, um, but the faith in him from the coaching staff I feel like has wavered a bit, and it seems like the <laughs> this is. It seems like we're in blow it up and rebuild territory, not full rebuild because our defense is is still in, but like offensively, I think blow it up and rebuild. Um, so I don't know what to expect from this game. Um, I think DJ Moore is still a fine start. I talked about Amir Abdullah on the waiver wire show. He surprisingly is good in, in the receiving game. Um, I would, I wouldn't be keen on starting him, but I would be okay using him as a bye week fill-in. Chuba Hubbard, I still think, is a fine start because he'll get 
most of the rushing work and he'll get the goal line carries and that's it that's it i mean do you start cam newton in this game i absolutely think you do <clears throat> really can't cam had showed cam's shown that he can still run um he he's shown that his arm isn't quite there but he can still run and i think his arm will definitely be good enough to take advantage of a horrendous defense so i'm i'm actually i'm hoping that i can start cam this week depends on if i can get him off waivers um because i i have jalen hurts on by so i'm going after cam personally because i think this is going to be a great week from him okay fair enough you have more faith i'm i'm a cynical fan so like <laughs> you you got to keep the faith for me um seattle's playing <laughs> at houston this is bottom of the barrel football here um could be a pretty entertaining match um uh let's talk about it i guess seattle russell wilson dk metcalf tyler lockett how are we feeling do we like need to start them are we like do we need to eat our broccoli here um, I, I i do think so um i'll pull up the stats Ooh, that might have been <clears throat> I'm going to pull up Lockett's stats really quick. I know that Metcalf has been fairly bad, but I think this will be a get-right game for him All right. against the Texans' defense. And Lockett has been pretty reliable, at least in PPR. In half PPR, he's been fairly solid as well. Um, Metcalf is really the one that, that I think you have the worst feeling in your gut about, and that's... I think that he's going to feast on the on the Houston defense, and I think this will be a get right game for 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 Russell. Really, um, okay. I'm going to be starting Metcalf this week, and I, I'm expecting a good performance. I do think that the Seahawks will have to throw because their defense is pretty bad. I think the Texans will be able to move on them, especially if Terod is the starter. Yeah. And honestly, like. I don't expect much from the the Seahawks run game. Like it's a bunch of fucking corpses back there. Shot so, Penny. First round pick. Yep. <laughs> That's a name. Uh Adrian Peterson. First round pick. I think. Uh, I think he was. I yeah. Yeah. I think so. Honestly, he yeah, still got round. it. No, he does not. <laughs> he still he still got some. He's dude, he's looked bad this year. Have you watched him like play? No, I understand. He's he's very old, but like for how old he is and that and the fact that he's a running back, it's it's kind of astounding. I yeah, it's fair, I guess. He he I do think he's still averaging less at 36 than Frank Gore did. <laughs> Let's that's see. Fair, he's, that's a tough he's comparison. Got... <laughs> He's got 2.6 yards of carry and Frank Gore at <laughs> man. Frank Gore at 37 at three and a half yards per carry. Oh my god. At 36 had 3.6 yards of carry. Jesus. At 35 had 4.6 yards of carry. Wow. Why are we talking about the TB12 method? I feel like we should be talking about the Frank Gore method. Right, for real. Like, what is what is this man's secret? I don't know, man. Frank Gore is 
I love that man. <laughs> and he's never ever played on a team that I, I've liked, you know, like, <laughs> well, I, I don't mind the Niners, but like, I've never really cheered for any of the teams he's played on. Yeah. Real shame uh, that he's no longer in the league. We thought it would never happen. Uh, I know. I honestly was... thought he might have been the only guy that could put up like Tom Brady ish numbers, age. you know, like. Yeah. That he might be able to last as long as Brady. Yeah. Even more impressive at running. back. Um, Houston, I think, is a fade all players situation. I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? No, I think you can start Brandon Cooks this week. I realize Brandon Cooks has not been good. I do. And if you don't want to, totally understand. I'm not going to blame you. But this defense can be taken advantage of. And if you, if, if Tarad is the starter, I think you can play him. I, I, I really do. Um, because I just think that I think they'll have to throw and I think they'll be able to. I do agree that they'll they'll be able to throw on the Seahawks and maybe Cooks puts up like okay numbers, but I don't know. Like would you rather start Cooks or like Michael Gallup? I'd rather start Cooks. All right, Cooks or Claypool. I think I'd still rather start Cooks. Really? I feel like I'd go Claypool. Yeah, that's that's a tough one for me. Cooks or Elijah Moore? Oh, Elijah Moore. Yeah, definitely Elijah Moore. Um, Cooks or Hunter Renfro? Hunter Forget Renfro, man. Cooks or Darnell Mooney? I feel like it's Cooks. Um, Darnell Mooney plays Green Bay. Yeah, it's Cooks. I don't want to play Mooney in that matchup. Yeah, fair enough. It's just it's kind of gross to play. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's tough to swallow. Any faith in any of the running backs? No. Uh, okay, great. Yep. Okay. Uh, really quick, we have we have some breaking ish news. Ooh, breaking news. I'm only bringing this up because we mentioned him earlier in the show. Okay, but I want to reiterate. Don't start a single fucking Saints wide receiver. And you cannot anymore start Kenny Stills. Womp womp. He got waived oh. by the Saints. Ooh. Oof. He had five catches on 22 targets. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That's, yeah, that's rough. That's really rough. Poor Kenny Stills. Such promise early on. Um, okay, Detroit is now winful. They are no longer winless. They are not the first team to go 0-17, and, and now they're not the first team to go 0-16-1. Um, I bet they're feeling pretty happy. They probably feel like they just won the Super Bowl. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is a god in Motor City. <laughs> and... This is it, right? This is the takeoff. This is the kneecap brigade set and sail. This is the comeback, baby. <laughs> this is what it's about, right? We knocked them down. <laughs> they got on. They fell on the floor. They got up, smiled at us, and then we they bit our kneecap. Bit our kneecap. <laughs> yeah. 
now they're going to fucking eat all of us. And it's going to start now with Denver. And then they're going to Arizona, <laughs> taking them down. <laughs> and they're going to Atlanta. And they're taking them down. <laughs> Honestly, if Detroit wins out, I would be, I don't know, I'd be so scared of them. If Detroit wins out, I think there's a possibility they could make the playoffs. Can they? No. No, they can't. I think they are not mathematically eliminated yet. No, they're not. You're right. Uh Uh-huh. They're 110 and 1. So, so much would have to go right for them. They're only three games out from the Seahawks and the Bears Mm -hmm. and the Giants. And they're four games out of the entire NFC South. And the Vikings. Wow. Yeah, if they, win, right? if they win out and like all these other teams lose most of their next games, <laughs> they can make the playoffs. It's the dream, Sean. It's a kneecap, kneecap buffet dream. It's dude. I want it to happen so bad. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay, well, the campaign starts here at Denver. Um very winnable matchup i feel like um it does feel weirdly winnable for them doesn't it yeah it does only because teddy bridgewater's here i feel like if there were any like a more competent quarterback i wouldn't be saying this i like that you changed it to more competent quarterback because in the middle of saying that you remembered that drew Locke was their backup (laughs) yeah yeah you're like okay maybe not any quarterback (laughs) um but yeah, it's it's for fantasy. Let's talk about the pieces, right? On Detroit, you start Hawk. You start um, Amon Ross St. Brown, the hero of Detroit. I I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he's he's been getting targets sporadically. Like he's he he went on a streak where he got eight, eight and seven targets, but then he kind of fell off. And last week he got twelve. Um, so maybe Detroit like rewards his good performance by integrating him more into the game plan or, yeah, but Denver's corners are a lot better than, than the Minnesota Vikings corners. Yeah. And, and their, their, um, their slot corner in particular is actually quite good. I can't quite remember his name right now, but I know he's pretty good because I wanted us to trade for him earlier in the year when there was a rumor about him potentially being traded. Um, yeah, I think he's in a flex territory. It's really like if you, if you believe, I think you you have to be a Lions fan to start Amira St. Brown with any confidence. Bryce Callahan, but he's on IR, and I agree. I think you have to be a Lions fan to start him. <laughs> Um, I will I will say I mm-hmm. think you can start Josh Reynolds in this matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's been pretty solid while he's been there. He's had 70 and 69 nice receiving yards of the two games he's been there. Yeah. And with that kind of yardage like I think I feel good starting him. I don't He doesn't feel get great. a lot of targets. But I feel like there's not a lot of targets. Yeah. It's just kind of the offense, I think. Yeah. How do you feel about Jamal Williams? Did not have a stellar game last week, but he did get a lot of carries. Um, He did catch a pass, so... I 
think I'm fine starting Jamal Williams. He, uh, like you said, he got a lot of carries, and the Broncos' defense isn't anything spectacular against the run. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like they're they're gonna integrate him more and more into the game plan. They kind of have to. That's the style of football they want to play. Yeah. And on the Denver side, yeah, let me pull it up. On the Denver side, Javante Williams in Melvin Gordon's absence absolutely smashed Kansas City. 23 carries for 102 yards. Nine targets. Jeez, I didn't know he had this many targets. For six mm-hmm. yards and one receiving touchdown. Um, which is a great sign because he wasn't known as a receiving back coming out of college. So the fact that he can produce on on so many targets. Uh, he had- he had 76 yards, not six yards. Oh, sorry. I meant for six receptions, 76 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, and a fumble. So he, mm-hmm. he, wasn't, he wasn't known to be a receiving back. Um, he was just he known. Did he have a fumble? On Sleeper says he had a fumble. No. He oh, he, he, didn't lose, he didn't lose the fumble. I see. Oh, okay. He fumbled, but I it was I forget Sleeper lost. does that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, so he wasn't known as a receiving back coming out of college. So it's really good that they're willing to give him this many targets and he's been producing on them. Um, I think this is a, a real breakout game for Javante Williams. And if Melvin Gordon comes back, like, do you, if you're, if you're Denver, do you start him? Do you do the same timeshare? When so you know Javante is capable of this. I fully expect that if Melvin Gordon is back, Denver is going to immediately be like, no, he's our guy. Start him. We're going to split 50 50 because this coaching staff is stupid. <laughs> and I mean, this is last week. This was an example of everything we've seen from Javante this year. Like this is what we thought he would be. And it's what we've seen week in and week out and been sitting there going. Wow. They they just they just keep splitting this backfield. What are they doing? Like he's he's looking great. Yeah. I mean, he was he was reading the Chiefs defense and I was bugging. Right. Like and I don't just mean in the way like, you know how you have a player. So every every play you're like, what are you doing? Why aren't you giving him the ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I mean, like legitimately. The, the the passing offense couldn't do jack shit, okay? Yeah. And J- Javante Williams, his his yards from scrimmage, right? He had yeah. uh 178 yards from scrimmage. He had the, he did that on 29 touches. Okay? Yeah. He was getting them 6 yards a touch on, in this offense. That's incredible. And they just kept going to other people and they kept not just fucking jamming the ball up the gut. And I'm like, you are dominating when you hand it off to this kid. Okay. I'm going to stop that rant. Javante and Melvin Gordon, right? I expect him to come back if he's healthy and be a 50-50 split. That being said, I would smash start both of them this week because it's the Lions defense. Yeah. Melvin Um, Gordon has also been good. Like, as much as I'm sitting here, I might sound like I'm besmirching Melvin Gordon. No, he's been productive. He's been a good running back this year. He He's 
like I kind of understand why they're splitting because they're going, well, we're getting good production with both of them. Why not keep them both a little healthier? Not put as much tread on the tires. Totally get that. Yeah. But also, like, Christ, Javante is just on another level, it looks like sometimes. It feels like with these two running backs, they could be better than six and six. Yeah, but they just keep fucking making Teddy throw the ball. Yeah. Um, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy have not been impressive as of late, and Cortland Sutton is both behind David Moore now in the depth chart. Uh, very, very strange. Um, so so see- I, I want to ask you this. Yeah. Because I think this is something that needs to be discussed. Are these three wide receivers droppable? Sutton, definitely. Tim Patrick, yeah. Judy, I probably would hang on to, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at someone if they dropped you. No. But like it's I I think having them on your roster is probably hurting you. Like because you're yeah. gonna keep being like starting them, you know, like you're gonna start Cortland Sutton every week. He's Cortland Sutton. But you probably shouldn't. And Tim Patrick, well, he's been productive for me, so I, I'll, I'll start Tim Patrick, but like... Not as of late, they, yeah. No. I, and I just... I mean, if you watch the game, you're going, ooh, Teddy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't... Man, I just, I don't... I don't know. I, I feel like you can. I really feel like you could drop them. It'll be interesting to see what happens to these guys during the offseason because it all depends on the quarterback. If they get a better quarterback, I think these guys will be so valuable in draft. Um, <clears throat> but if not, then not, you know? Like, it'll just be a Cleveland Browns-esque running, running offense again. Yeah. New York Giants are playing at the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert has been on a tear recently, as he did last season and this is troubling for the giants and jake from right um maybe <laughs> <laughs> what did God, we say earlier in the sake. episode what's that it's jake from right he's behind glennon yeah yeah i, yeah, I okay. just i'm saying like maybe he starts we don't really know yeah. so let's cover the the giant side real quick um just Barkley. Boom. That's the giant side. Is Barkley Barkley? Is Barkley, Barkley still in the start your studs category? I mean, he hasn't given you a great game since week four. He's been yeah, out he's, for half those games, granted, but he's definitely not in that that category. But when you have like Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm as your quarterbacks. And you're going against the team that shuts the pass down and like you can run on all day. I, I think this is going to be Saquon Barkley's offense. And that's that's. I really feel like he's it. Um, and even then, I wouldn't expect a great game from him because like, yeah, if they sell out. <clears throat> excuse me, Christ. <clears throat> If the Chargers just go, you know, hey, fucking go ahead, Mike Lennon, throw on us. We're just going to focus on stopping Saquon Barkley or, or Jake Fromm 
fucking try and complete a pass, then yeah, maybe he has a real like a bad game. But I think given this defense, how they operate, I think that Barkley will get the volume to to have a good game against this defense. Yeah, fair enough. He's not a bad, bad thing to bet on, certainly. And crazy thing is he's only 24. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Very young. Um, on the other side, for the Chargers, the L.A. or Justin Herbert has been absolutely killing it. Uh, 46, 26, 35 points in the past three weeks. Um, he had a 40-point game in week in week nine. He, obviously, we all remember his 57-point game in week five against Cleveland. Jesus. Um, this is this is this kid's the next great thing. I mean, like he it's he seems to be like potentially able to compete with Patrick Mahomes at this point um, for like best best young quarterback in the league. Um, and the beneficiaries of this have recently been Austin Eckler, who's been so solid. I think he's like I don't see a lot of talk about Austin Eckler just because of how solid he's been. But he's been like one of the steals of the draft, I feel like. Um. Yeah, I agree. And Keenan Allen, he's been solid, and Mike Williams has been sometimes good, sometimes bad. Uh, yeah, he he's like the definition of a boom bust player this year. Yeah, I feel like as he is every year, right? We had a glimmer. Yeah. We had a glimmer of hope in the first three weeks. It's like, oh, maybe he's not boom bust anymore. Maybe he's just good. But uh, nay, it did not come to be. So enough said, right? Any, any other? Do you like the tight ends here? No, I think it's too much of a shit show, honestly. And honestly, like I, I think maybe I'd, maybe I wouldn't play Mike Williams this week. But yeah, he he's boom bust. So so do with that what you will. Yeah, Keenan and Eckler, they're fucking locked and loaded starts. Play I mean, if Keenan is. If Keenan is off the COVID list, you know, would you start Mike Williams or Elijah Moore? Probably Elijah Moore, right? I think Elijah Moore. Yeah. Oof. Who would have thought we'd be saying that like three weeks ago? Yeah. Right. Amazing. San Francisco's playing at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, we'll see if Joe Burrow can make it onto the field with with a loose pinky, but um. Let's start with San Francisco. It. it can't even find it. Where is it? <laughs> um, on the San Francisco side, we know Elijah Mitchell is um, has a concussion, so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, assuming he plays, he's a great start. Um, um, Debo Samuel is hopeful to return this Sunday. Um, it's still kind of too early to know we're recording this on, on, um, Tuesday, but if Debo Samuel is in, obviously you definitely play him. If Debo is in, do you still play Brandon Ayuk? Mm-hmm. Who's been kind of hit or miss recently, which is better than all miss in the beginning of the season, but yeah, I, oh man, I don't know. I so I think this is one of those things where it's like I could look at the stats and I could be like, 
yeah, I think you start them because, like, you know, whatever, analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. But <laughs> I don't have Brandon Ayuk on any of my rosters. So I don't know how hard it is to start him, you know? <laughs> I think after the after this year, you know, that he's given you, I, I can't imagine it's easy to get him into your lineup. Yeah, I agree. I... And, God. If Debo's healthy, I can't imagine a world where you can justify it to yourself, you know? Yeah, I agree. What if he's not healthy? Are you are you still this shaky? Um uh, not as shaky, but it's still like I still think it's just really tough to start him, you know? Yeah. I, I do think I would. I think but, you kind of you kind of have to at that point. I think um, so too. But even if Debo's out, all of the targets could go to George Kittle, who, after his one point eight <laughs> finish uh, in Week Twelve, said, "Oh my God, who am I?" He looked in the mirror and he's like, "Oh wait, I'm George Kittle," and he puts up thirty seven points uh, in half points. Smashed his head into the mirror. <laughs> Um, 12, 12 targets, nine receptions, 181 yards, two touchdowns. What an absolutely monster performance from George Kittle. Um, this and is they the lost. Oh and my God. Lost, which is heartbreaking. Fuck. I can only imagine. So it, it obviously, if you just look at last week, George Kittle is like a number one tight end in the league. But if you look any time past that, he's been underwhelming to say the least so what do we do here sean do we is this a fluke is this the outlier this last week or is he like it was this a get right game for george kittle i honestly dude i i this is obviously an outlier right like a 35 point game and half ppr is an outlier i can't sit yeah. here and possibly pretend that that's the new normal but I mean, if we go week nine, he had 17. Week 10, he had 13. Week 11, he had 11. He's oh. he's showing that like, hey, that's right. George Kittle is George Kittle. He's very good. And so I do kind of think he's just a super solid start for the rest of the year. I, I know that like 13 and 11 points aren't terribly inspiring, but like this is the tight end position. That's that's a good week. Or a tight end. <laughs> yeah. No one's particularly inspiring here. Yeah. And, and, and like, I I mean, I can't think of a single tight end on the year that uh, that I'm like week in, week out thrilled to start. Even like Travis Kelsey has had a, a, a mediocre year for Travis Kelsey, you know? Right. He's and had so, no like insane games and most of his games hover around like 13 points. Yeah. And, and some and so like, and a good amount of busts. Yeah. Like three, I think three busts for Kelsey this year, which mm -hmm. yeah. for Kelsey, that's might as well be a thousand busts, you know, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, like Kittle is a locked and loaded starter for me every week. If he's on my roster. Absolutely. So on the Cincinnati side, let's just assume Joe Burrow starts. Um, if Burrow starts, this receiving core, so obviously Joe Mixon is start, right? Uh, you, you start Joe Mixon no matter what, even if Burrow's not healthy, 
Um, that's even more of a reason to start Joe Burrow or Joe Mixon. Um, mm-hmm. But if Burrow's healthy, this receiving core is is tough to figure out, right? Jamar Chase started off the season hot. He's been kind of cooling off recently. Teams have been starting to be like, oh, shit, we, maybe we should take this rookie seriously. Um, we'll start, like, doubling him. We'll start actually integrating him into the defensive plan. Um, and he's kind of fallen off since since uh, his since his boom game in week seven. He's had, you know, 11 points, six points, 11 points, five points, seven points. And he's had the targets. He's had a good amount of targets and he's just not he's not doing great with them. Um, T Higgins, on the other hand, the person who we thought would be the number one has started to become the number one. Against Pittsburgh, he had 20 points. Against the Chargers, he had 24 points. So do these trends continue? Did we see the the flippening here in Cincinnati? Honestly, I, I kind of think we have. Um, I think that a large part of this production for Higgins has been because of the fact that they're covering Chase as a wide receiver one. And mm. I think he's healthy now. You know, he was banged up. For a lot of the year. Yeah, he was. And now that he's healthy, he seems to be doing very well. So I do have more faith in T. Higgins than I did. Um, I don't expect, you know, another 100-yard, one-touchdown game. Yeah. But I think he'll do well this week. I think he'll do well this week. And I think I'd start T. Higgins. Yeah, you know... We we both thought T. Higgins would be the one in this offense coming into the year. He, you know what we underestimated, Sean? The power of friendship between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, but now it's kind of it's kind of come back to what we thought it would be. Um, and Full I think on friendship. <laughs> um, I think it's this is the way it should be. I feel like. Um, I feel like a supervillain saying that, but this is the way it should be. I feel like T. Higgins is the most solidly talented person here. He's He's got a year of experience on Jamar Chase. He's only 22, which is absolutely insane. He's he's huge. Um, He's got good hands. And he's he's the horse I wanted to bet on early early on in the in the offseason. So um do you think our hypothesis was correct and the T Higgins will continue? Sounds like you do. Yeah, I think, I think it will. I think that like, there's a reason we all felt like this Yeah, coming into this year. And, uh, you know, like Jamar is a rookie. It was correct to feel this way. And even though it hasn't quite, uh, you know, aligned with what we expected i do think it will will end up there yeah i agree what i do think will happen though is once their rookie contracts start to start to be up um they're gonna choose jamar chase oh yeah Uh, higgins will go on to a better team hopefully and that'll be great um buffalo versus tampa bay what an explosive matchup this is sunday night football or no not sunday night football the next one sunday night football uh, I feel like this should be Sunday night football. Jesus. Um, certainly yeah. better than the next game we're going to talk about. Buffalo versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I feel like the starters are fairly self-explanatory on this side. 
on on this game in on the Tampa Bay side you start uh, what's his name again Leonard Fournette ah I can't get uh, used to can't get used to saying that no 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 it's uh Lombardi Lenny ah uh, okay Lombardi Lenny that's a different guy right surprisingly no I still can't get used to it so so weird so weird it I is guess. it is kind of strange um. <laughs> Everyone just kind of wrote Leonard Fournette off for dead when he yeah. got released, and like, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone expected this to be what what the outcome of that was going to be. I was like, oh, he went to Tampa Bay. Uh, he's going to try to like ride Tom Brady's coattails up to a Super Bowl, and he did. I'm like, great, he got what he wanted. He can call himself Lombardi Lenny. Uh, he played fine in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs and all of that. I'm like, great, good for him. That's a good way to go out. And then he's like, nope, Tom Brady has inspired me to be a different man. <laughs> yeah, it turns out uh, turns out Tom Brady was actually writing his coattails. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Fournette, Brady, all the receivers, yeah, you start them. Um, yeah. Buffalo, Diggs, Josh Allen. No one else. Maybe Dawson Knox if you're feeling spicy. I do think you can start Dawson Knox. I think he's involved. He's he's quite involved in this offense and and he's like Josh Allen hyper focuses on him in the red zone. It's it's a lot of red zone targets for him. And um none of the running backs. Nope. Nope. Don't even think about it. Um, uh, and Gronk on Tampa Bay. We didn't say him, but we do need to mention him, I think. You know, like, obviously you're starting Gronk, but, like, we want to make sure we mention him just because, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite as obvious. It's It feels, I get that it feels difficult to start Gronk, considering he's, like, half held together by duct tape and, like, a million years old. But the power of friendship, guys, don't underestimate it. Yeah, right? <laughs> um this is the Sunday night game. Chicago versus Green Bay. Oof. What a what an yeah, underwhelming I, <laughs> Sunday night game. Like the NFL just refuses to realize that Gr the Chicago Bears fucking suck. And like every Chicago versus Green Bay game is just watch Green Bay dominate the Bears on primetime. It's like give us something else until <laughs> Chicago shows us that they can fucking compete with this team. Stop putting this game on prime time. Yeah. Yeah, I have no Anyways, idea. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Maybe this is the game Matt Nagy gets fired. No. God, I fucking hope so. I feel like it's hard to fire a coach mid a head coach midseason. Yeah. For for performance. For Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean if I'm at this point in the season. And I'm a competent GM, which this is part of the problem. They don't have a good GM. No, um, I'd be sitting here going, you've been trash and we're not going to let you ruin Justin Fields. Like you showed that you couldn't develop Mitch Trubisky, who like, I get it. Mitch was not good in the NFL coming out of college, though. He was very, very hyped up and he was considered raw and talented and if you can like elevate him then he will be good 
and Nagy showed that he can't elevate him. So get him the fuck out of there and bring in someone who can elevate Justin Fields. But Ryan Pace sucks. So, you know, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, for all their suckage, they are two games out of the playoffs, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny you mentioned that you because know? I am two games out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The fantasy footfalls <laughs> um, team is, is two games out of the playoffs. Please, please come root for us. Buy our merch. We actually, so... Uh, the Lions actually did extend an offer to us last week. Um, yeah. We are officially on their practice squad, which means we are two games out of uh, the division. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Feels good, Sean. It really does. You know, now, first good. we first we have a better college career than, uh, than Tim Boyle, than an NFL backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then now we're on a playoff contention team. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and we are undefeated we are undefeated you're right never Mm -hmm. lost a game we are the detroit lions game changers (laughs) right amon ross st brown saw us at practice and he's like oh man this is a team now yeah he was like i cannot i have to fucking bust my ass this weekend i cannot I can't. I can't. I, I I know these guys can beat me on the depth chart if I don't prove to these coaches I deserve to be here. And you know what? He's right. We could beat him on the depth chart. But you know what? We're gonna be nice. Yeah, we're, we're gonna let him it. have it. Yeah, we can't. We can't flaunt our undefeatedness around. You know, that's just not. It's not good for sports. That's not what Dan Campbell wants, and I respect my coach. <laughs> um, so bear side. Darnell Mooney, meh. Allen Robinson, no way. David Justin. Montgomery, I think, is the only guy that's you feel it. any kind of good about, right? Just start him. Don't look at anything else. Don't watch the game. Unless you're into that sort of thing, you know? Some some people Yeah. Aren't. If you're if you're into like if you're a Bears fan and you're into like, you know, what is it, masochism? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fucking go ahead, watch. If you like being owned by a <laughs> by a Californian, like fucking Keanu Reeves looking quarterback who ha- who has been immunized. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Okay. <laughs> Keanu Reeves at least looks like he knows what a shower is. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what is with Rodgers this year? He is like nasty looking bro i i don't know something happened this off season i feel like he went he's going through some kind of phase i feel like i think he might have just started like smoking way too much weed <laughs> yeah hung out with joe rogan it's just been a terrible influence on yeah <laughs> um yeah, speaking of the green bay side you you do start him in fantasy for as much weed as he um yeah and he's a pretty good football player still and you start Adams, Aaron Jones. Is he back? I don't know. I, I just was wondering that. He is back. He's already back. Jesus. Yeah, I know he played last week, but like, is he is he healthy or no? Um, yeah. Aaron Jones was back in week 12. He had a bye to recover. Um, we don't know. We don't know this role, really. 
Um, it's very murky. Agent D- AJ Dillon, Agent Dillon, Agent, <laughs> Agent Dillon, <laughs> international super spy. Uh, he's infiltrated the Packers. Secret Agent Dillon. <laughs> uh, Agent Dillon has been pretty good in 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 Jones's absence. So, and they have the bye week to potentially change around their running game. So who knows? I'm still starting Aaron Jones because it's kind of a start your stud situation. But oh god, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I mean, he had he had ten carries in Week Twelve for twenty three yards. He had one target, didn't catch it. And uh, it was mostly the A.J. Dillon show. So start him with at your own peril. Yeah, I, I do think you start both these guys. Um, and I honestly, I expect Jones to just take his role back if he's healthy. Um, I know that A.J. Dillon has looked good. I get it. Like, he has. I can't pretend he hasn't. He looked better than I anticipated him to look. But... He, I mean, yes, he's looked good. He looked incredible against the Seahawks. He looked fine against the Vikings. I'd say good. And then he looked good against the Rams. But he, he like, what am I trying to say here? Aaron Jones is their guy. And we, we've seen Dylan look good, but they've seen him week in and week out, even in the beginning of the year. And they still chose to start Aaron Jones over him. So I just expect Aaron Jones to kind of take his role back. There seems to be a sense of loyalty here. Yeah. And like Aaron Jones, I get it. Dylan has looked good. Aaron Jones is still phenomenal. Yeah. Like it feels like everyone's just writing Jones off, but they have the same yards per attempt. Wow. Like really? Yeah, and I realize that yards per attempt isn't everything, but like, my point is, is they're 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 both performing really well. So, I just feel like people have like, I don't know. I feel like we have a really short memory about fantasy football. Boy, do we! (laughs) Uh, That's why we're here to jog your memory. Yeah. Last game, Sean. L.A. Rams playing at the Arizona Cardinals. This is Monday Night Football. Kyler Murray is back. DeAndre Hopkins is back. And didn't miss a step, Kyler Murray. Fucking dominated his first game back. And um, just keeps chugging along for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray had 31 points on 15 passes. (laughs) That's insane. Isn't that bonkers? Did he have a shit ton of rushing? I bet he did. He had 60 rushing yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, He's been probably the most consistently good quarterback when he's been on the field. Um, So this is an explosive matchup against the Rams. I really expect this to be really high scoring. Um. Hopkins is also back. He had a quiet game um in on his return. He he only caught two passes for 32 yards. He did score a touchdown, which kind of saved his week there. But yeah, and it I, was um it kind of came out ahead of time that like 
hey, he's going to be active, but he'll be pretty limited. Yeah. So hopefully you heard that ahead of time and you kind of lowered your expectations. But another week to recover, get back in the swing of things. I think that the hop, the hop Murray combo is going to be back in full swing this week. Um, and that's, I think that's all there is to say about that. James Conner has really risen as a great running back for this team, which is really great for him after a lackluster last season and um, really shown out here in Arizona. Um, oh, yeah. Those are the three I, I start. Do you do you like any of the auxiliary receivers here? You like Zach Ertz? You like Christian Kirk? AJ Green? Um, I like Zach Ertz this week. Yeah, Ertz has been very very good for them. I realized that this past week he didn't do anything. He wasn't needed. Yep. Excuse me. Sorry. They just flat out didn't need him. You know, like. That's why he wasn't involved, but that, you know, the last week, week 11 against the Seahawks, he had nine targets week prior. He had six targets, you know, like he's, he's been good for them and he's been producing pretty well when it comes to like PPR or half PPR. So I'd, I'd start him this week. Absolutely. On the other side, Matthew Stafford for the Rams. Um, back in the swing of things, also been consistently very good. I'm so upset that I kind of was bearish on Matthew Stafford at the beginning of the season because I totally could have had him in all my leagues if I just listened to my gut, but I didn't. I overthought it, and I'm salty, and I'm going to stop this rant now. Um, Daryl Henderson was active in the last game, but he did not play. Gave you a goose egg. Um, yeah, and that also came out ahead of time where they said, like, yeah, he's going to be active, but Sony Michelle's the guy today. And, um, like, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing where, like, you go, okay, yeah. But, like, they actually <laughs> turned out to be telling the truth. So yeah. I'm sure some people got burned by it out there. <laughs> but I actually I can't really blame anyone for not believing a head coach, you know? Right. Um. So you start Stafford, you start Daryl Henderson. I imagine he's going to be back in full force this coming week. And you start Cooper Cup. Obviously, he's been killing it, been killing it all year. The real question really comes down to the auxiliary guys again. I feel like this is very similar teams here. Um, Like star quarterback, star number one receiver, pretty good running back. And then like the rest of the guys are like, what do we do? Um, <laughs> So OBJ... Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. Both are all three of them are getting like decent targets. It really depends on the game flow, I feel like. Tyler Higby a little less so, but um OBJ has has been slowly getting worked more and more into the scheme against Green Bay in week 12, he had a great game. Um went 10 went five for 81 and caught a touchdown. He caught a touchdown last week as well against Jacksonville. Um, do you think this is the ascent here? Do you think, uh, one, do you think OBJ has any juice left? And two, do you think the Rams can, I guess, drink and absorb that juice? The, the analogy fell apart here. The analogy got kind of gross. Being honest. <laughs> um, you know, like I, ah, uh, Man, 
it probably is, but it's really fucking tough to believe in. Yeah. That being Which, said, I think... Uh, I mean, this will be a high-scoring game, right? So there's a better chance that OBJ gets involved more. Probably has a touchdown, maybe two. So... Yeah, I think, like... I think you're fine starting Van Jefferson or OBJ. They're both they they seem like they're fairly he you know, either it. one of them could have a, a yep, I did. <laughs> he said it. Uh-huh. I did it. All right, we can stop the podcast now. We did it, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we got him. Um anyways, okay, let's, let's play a little I'm going to go wash my mouth out with soap. <laughs> let's play a little name game. Um OBJ or Brandon Cooks? I think Cooks for me. I my gut says OBJ, but I I it's got to be Brandon Cooks. I think. Okay, OBJ or Michael Gallup? Probably OBJ. OBJ, OBJ or Chase Claypool? I think OBJ. I think he'll just have more. More of a chance to get the opportunities. OBJ or Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro. OBJ or Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. That's that's about where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, that about does it for our fantasy content. One last thing, Sean. The answer to the question at the very beginning, which is... Dun-dun-dun-dun... For how many years did Bob Barker host The Price is Right? I guessed 40, which I now realize might be an overshoot. And you, in true Price is Right in fa- fashion, guessed one. And the answer is... Da, 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 da. Oh, 35! Oh, 35 years. Tell them what oh. they've won. <laughs> you win a trip to Maui. All expenses paid at Sandals Resort. And a Jeep Wrangler. Oh my god, a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> um nineteen seventy-two to two thousand seven. What a run. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty he's crazy. A member, Bob is a member of the Sioux tribe, raised on a South Dakota reservation. Interesting. He's a member of the Sioux? Really? The Sioux tribe, yeah. I had no idea. That's pretty crazy. Huh. All right, that does it for for our show this week. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at RichardGanFF. You can follow Sean at Aztecar, A-Z-T-E-K-A-R. And you can follow the show at Footfuls Pod. Let us know what you think. Give us your feedback, good or bad. We'd love to hear, hear from you guys, our listeners. Um, good luck in your playoff matchups. We hope that you make it in. We hope that you're on the bubble and you... You get in there, and we if you're already in there, we hope you stay in there. Um, that's it. Any last words for our listeners, Sean? So I do actually have some last words. Okay. And that is, Bob Barker is actually still alive. Yeah, yeah. I All right, you say that, but he's fucking 97, dude. Jeez, that's incredible. Right? 97? Wowee. I honestly, I kind of, I kind of was like, yeah, surely Bob Barker must have died. And I just don't remember it or didn't hear about it. But nope, 
Still kicking. Still kicking. What a man. And if, if he fucking dies before we release this episode. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm never, ever going to fucking talk about another person on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Because I will have killed Bob Barker, and I don't want to do that. (laughs) All right. Please check your phones, guys. See if Bob Barker is still alive. Keep your phones close and your Bob Barker's closer. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Until next time, spay and neuter your pets, everyone. Peace. Yes. Peace.